Hello and welcome to the very first Panda and Grizzly show. I am Alfredo Garza and with me is Brian. And so I'm Panda, he's Grizzly. That's just for calling it. So we're talking to talk about bears, uh, the Chicago Bears. So this is a show basically, you know, you've seen us on the Morning Spike. Uh, if you see me with uh, Tank Kramer with, uh, you know, to be just best friends on Thursdays. Um, Brian and I decided, you know, let's make one of Chicago Bears. Um, so we did. We talked about it, came up the Panda and Grizzly. I wanted salt and pepper, but that, you know, that was pretty much taken. That's too far. <laughs> it was a little too off. So this shows we are going to strictly about uh, Chicago Bears, trades, moves, uh, drafts, um, anything, anything and everything about the Bears. I'm a, a diehard Bears fan. Um, so I've, you know, it, I'm been with the Bears since I was a little kid. Um, so right now, this is the first episode. We're going to introduce ourselves. Once again, I'm Fredo, and that's Brian. And Brian. And uh, just a little bit of uh, my background. Uh, I played semi-pro football. I played uh, street football. Um, and I love football. The rules come to me. Um, I have more of a knack for seeing talent and uh, seeing what's a good player or not. I've coached football, a men's uh, league before. Played some, some semi-pro. Um, and it just stopped. Uh, I'm a family man. I got a beautiful wife and kid, so they're they're always with me. So I'm, the reason I'm letting you guys know this is that um, we're basic level. We're not a couple frat guys that woo, you know. We're, we're not, nothing like that, you know. So that's basically my story of it. Um, Brian, a little bit of your. Uh, so. I really been the Bears fan for as long as I remember. I mean, I love basketball, I love baseball, but football's been in my heart for as long as I remember. I mean, since I picked up the football and decided to play on, you know, the Jets, the South Holland Jets, when I was in sixth grade, and uh, had to lose weight because I was too fat. And uh, I mean, I, I've loved it since then. I played through high school. You know, I, I was on varsity uh, all four years of high school. I played in college. I played at the University of Illinois, yeah. <laughs> right here. Um, I, I love football. I love everything about it. I love talking about it. I love playing it. I love watching it. Um, basically, you know, I, I was born in '85, so I've never seen the Bears win. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the only thing I've been waiting for my entire life. Like I've seen the Bulls. You know, I've been blessed to see uh, Michael Jordan play. I've been in the United Center and the Chicago Stadium. You know, saw the White Sox win. You know, celebrated there. Was it the Cubs, everything, the Hawks, you know, this dynasty? Yeah. And, and for all my entire life, <laughs> all I've seen is mediocre offensive play, mediocre quarterback play, and great defense, which is the Chicago Bears. And that's right. just what we're known for. I mean, I don't know what we could do to change our fortunes, but we really need to do something. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want to focus on in this first uh, first episode is what can we do to change and to become a winning, great, great winning team? Right. Um, we'll get to that. Just a quick history. I didn't fall in love with football until I dressed up when I was like eight years old uh, for Halloween. I had a Walter Payton costume. And ever since then, they, they gave me a football. They put it in my hand. I'm like, what is this about? And then my dad told me about it. So from there, it just spiraled. And then from that, I just, I just, just took it all in, and then I feel like I learned it quickly. Um, I've played baseball. I had to play baseball in high school. I wasn't good at it. My hand and eye coordination wasn't there. Um, I, I just wasn't feeling it. I played basketball. I played basketball in grammar school and a little bit in high school. Um, it took me one jump shot. I landed, <laughs> twisted both of my ankles on one jump shot. It was painful because I couldn't really walk off. I kind of hobbled, and someone helped me off. Ever since then, I'm like, nah, that's not me. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's basically, you know, I'm, I'm, Luckily, I, football I, is, is in your blood. It's perfect for your body, perfect yeah. for your skill. It's a great thing to get your aggression out. Yes, it is. It's a great thing for aggression. A great thing. Um, and it's team camaraderie because, you know, with basketball and baseball, it's more kind of an individual sport. Football, one of the big things I love about football is it's a team sport. It's an actual team sport because without anybody blocking, you can't throw the ball. Without this guy running this way, you can't set up the next play. It, there, everybody needs to be on the same page. And it's not just a few people. These are 11 people. They need to be on the same page. Nothing brings closer that I know of. I could be wrong. There could be another sport out there and we're like, hey, what about this one? Okay, that's fine. My opinion, my heart and soul, football is a team sport that you have to communicate. You have to be on the same page. You have to be in sync with the guy next to you that is the closest thing to your brother on that field. You might have the same last name, I'm sorry, same jersey, different last name, but he's the closest thing to family in that field because you might hate each other in the locker room, but God forbid the other person across that line messes with him, you're going to be there to back him up because no matter what, he's your brother. And that's what this sport is to me. It's strong to me. It's it's down to the poor. It's everything to me. So that I mean, is... I Football is, is like family. I it mean, is. that's what to play football to be a team is to be a family, and you you fight with your brothers. Right. You know, you can be in practice, you'll fight with them, and sometimes you pick on them and mm-hmm. all that. But let someone else do that. Yeah. They the whole team, the whole family. It's like a family of eleven going jump right. on, jump down his throat. Right. But I could talk to him that way. You can't say anything else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and that's just kind of the idea. The thing you miss when you you stop playing, your body you know breaks down. You can't do the same the same things you used to do. Right, you right. Can't run as fast. You but that you miss the locker room. You miss the, miss the other guys around you. That's why you yeah. still look at it. That's why you need that. That's right. why we're talking about it. Yeah. The one one thing I the one thing I miss is the hitting. I played defensive end. I played some tight end, some linebacker. It's the hitting. It's the clash. It's the, 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 the feel that your ass is going to get knocked or you're going to knock someone's ass. You know, the iron, the, 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 it's hard to explain for the people that has not played physical contact, who's not played football with pads and helmet. It's something about that noise that really, like, brings the kid in out. You know, it makes me feel good because knowing that I did something. Is a great feeling that we have me plus 10 other guys have one purpose, one goal. It's amazing, you know. But uh, yeah, man, to answer Grizzly's question, what can we do, man? What can we do with the, the Bears? I mean, let's see. We got a quarterback. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently, he's the starting quarterback. For the 2021 season, um, we have the number 20th pick overall in this year's draft. Um, there is a couple of QBs out there on the market. I don't think we're going to get one of the QBs I was hoping we would probably get will be uh, Sam Darnold. Well, it just so happens he got traded to Carolina. So with that being said, my question to you is, are you interested in Teddy Bridgewater? Interested in Teddy, I kind of want to say yes. However, depends on what is what's going to cost you. Right, what's going to cost? You know, um, does he want to come to Chicago? Honestly, so it's it's really it's not really up to us. We could easily go because right now he's in Carolina, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, in Carolina. Okay, that's Sam Darnold. Right. <laughs> So now you have a quarterback competition. Now you can't go wrong with either one. Now we can see what Donald's really made of, you know, with a really basic good team, basically. Bridgewater, well, we know what he's capable of doing. You know, they finally, you know, Donald's going to have a good running back, pretty good, decent receivers, pretty 
pretty decent fucking defense. So it, it's Donald. He's going to be a starter. Or he's going to be the backup. I don't know. However, I will say this: if Bridgewater wants to come here, it's the Bears might not have to not pay a lot for him. But well, that's I, if I, I he wants to do. I wouldn't see that we have to pay a lot for him. Question is, you know, as far as teams in, in, with cap space, the Bears are 30th or 32nd. I'm sorry. We are last in the NFL with the least amount of cap space, which is crazy because the Saints were $94 million over the cap 31 days ago. Somehow we have the least amount of money. Yeah. Um, those that those are crazy <laughs> stats. As far as Teddy Bridgewater goes, I think he's better than uh, either Nick Foles or uh, Andy Dalton. You I'm know, better than like, those two. Well, I feel like Nick Foles and Andy Dalton are the same guy. And then we yeah. so we we paid Nick Foles five million dollars this year, and then we decided, no, let's give Andy Dalton, his twin, five million dollars more. So yeah. now we have fifteen million dollars spent on trash. And I would rather go ahead and take twenty million dollars to get Bridgewater, release the other two guys, restructure with Jimmy Graham, because you know, we owe him nine million dollars. We can save seven million dollars with a restructure this year right now. Um that would save seven million dollars. We could restructure with with uh, Hicks if you know we don't want to get rid of him. I mean, we have options. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, that would be good for a low cost. I'm in the minority because I still believe that draft night trade for Russell Wilson is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what? At what cost? So Wilson is is light years better than Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not saying that. Uh, and he would be the, the best quarterback. In Bears history, sure, but for what you might have to take to get up to get him, I don't know. I mean, do we have we have a lot of holes? We have no left or right tackle. Yeah, you know, we, we're pretty good center to guard. We're pretty okay, right? They Especially, are. You know, they figured it out at the end of the year, but tackles we're terrible. Yeah, we are. So what do we do? Do we give up all those draft picks? You know, we don't. We have a, a pretty good one, pretty good receiver. We have a decent uh, running back in Montgomery. And then we have a lot of like luxury stuff, yeah. you know, that doesn't always go you know, go together. Tariq Cohen is a, a good third running back, mm-hmm. but we're paying them five million dollars. You know, everything we have is just these these luxury things. Right. I don't know exactly uh, what we can do with that, and but because of that, we have a lot of holes. You know, we got rid of our best corner. So now we have an unproven guy that's going to be on one side, and we have Johnson, who is not right now a lockdown corner. I mean, he has a lot of uh, talent. He's just he's not right now. So what does that mean? I mean, there's just a lot of holes all over the place. Right. I mean, <clears throat> okay, let's start with Sam. Honestly, what Carolina gave up for him was a great deal. That was a steal. To my opinion, it's a steal. Thank you, baby. Yeah, well, sixth round next year, and then a second and a fourth. Here's <laughs> Bella. Say hi. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. I don't know. I got to go. Hey, Bella. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Brian saying good night. Good night, Brian. Okay. Bye-bye, baby. Um, Thank you. So, yes, I, they gave up. I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of heard a little bit because I saw her. Um they gave up very little. And if the Bears are going to want Bridgewater, I'm sure that Carolina is going to want to something replenish that stuff. And you know, that's as much you get. Right. I mean, I think you get more value out of Donald than you do of Bridgewater. I, my honest opinion, you know, he's younger right now. He, you know, we don't know he's unproven. So he could be, he can have a lot more to, you know, to give. So that's why you give because the unknown is what you why you give up more, um, right? But then so let's talk about other options, right? So now you know you know we all saw Adam Schefter's uh, report this morning about that Atlanta Falcons are looking to move down. Okay. So now so now Carolina when they got Darnold, so that kind of seems like they're out of it. So if we start going down the list, you really come down to New England at fifteen. Um, do they want to jump up, get you know the, the quarterback they want? If it's Matt Jones or whatever, 
Oh, and then you start looking at, you know, 19 and 20, and the Bears are 20. Right. The question is now, to get from 20 to 4, you saw what San Francisco gave up, three first-rounders. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give up this year's 20, next year, 2022's uh, third round, 2023's uh, first round? And so we have three – we probably have to give up three first rounds and a third round and maybe a defensive player to move up that high. Right. For so, an unproven guy, even if it's this guy's great, we don't know. We have to give up that much to jump that high. And Ryan Pace, you know who he does. He loves to deal. He does. He loves to deal, especially on draft day. He does that a lot. I'm actually looking up um, <clears throat> as a GM. Uh, he came as a GM in 2015. Uh, he shows the willingness to move around the draft board. So he has jumped up twice. Uh, the most notable ones for number three to number two for, you know, but we all know for whom, but he also traded down three times. So when there was, a, there was some trades that he mixed in with other teams, you know, um, he, he mixed in with the bucks, you know, he gave up the, yeah, he gave up the number 11 and one Oh six for the bucks in return. He got the number nine. And then with that number nine, they end up getting Leonard Floyd. So that Who's was no pretty, on the Bears. <laughs> right. Right. And then um, we traded the number 41 pick for the number 49, 117, and 117, which there's, there's a lot of BS going around because it's like from this team, from that team to that team, that player, that player went here and whatever. But there's a lot of trades in general. So I can see that happening unless another team before the draft day, which the draft is what, like two, three weeks away. Yeah. So we're talking about 20, like two, yeah, 23 days, maybe. So those 26 or 20 days. Yeah. It's something like that. Uh, what's up, Will? How you doing? And how you doing, Martin from Dynasty Pylon? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I believe Kelly Mann might end up getting drafted by the Bears in the later rounds. Okay. If Pace wants to wait or trade down, or he might pick him up in the first round, we'll never know. Because Pace <laughs> has, the, the Bears have done so much weird shit. It, it's weird. It's conviction. It, it is. It is. And this is a do or die season for them. So they're willing to do everything and anything to try to salvage the season. Right now, they could say, oh, we made it to the playoffs two out of three years. However, one of the years you legit made it to the playoffs, and this recent year, you barely made it to the playoffs because you had help from yeah, you what was the, right from the Rams or something <laughs> like Rams that. And, uh, the, the, um, uh, Cardinals, I think it was. Cardinals, yes. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Right. So it's like, okay, whatever, man. You got lucky. Basically, that's what they did. They got lucky. And I can't see them doing that well this year. I really can't. I can see Ryan Pace and Nagy like, hey, let's do everything and anything to try to salvage this team. There's no longer now with the 17th, 18th game season, week season, there's no longer um, 8-8 season. There isn't. This is going to be winning or losing. So guess what? If it's a losing then, Nagy and Pace, they're, they're screwed. So there's All no right. more 5,500% now. Let's say this, Alfredo. Let's give you this. You are the new GM of the Bears. Oof. Starting this 2021 draft. Okay. You have three weeks. What moves do you make? What moves do I make? I want to make a move that I'm top of the top 10. From 20 to 10. I don't need to go to four because I don't want to give up a lot. Okay. I want to go at least in the top 10 to get a decent QB. Once I go there, if I get a decent QB, because that's what we need. Like starting tomorrow will be my day. Yes. Foles, you know, Dalton, whatever. That's fine. Well, that's fine. Whatever. But I need to concentrate in the future because now my ass is on the line. So, move up to at least a 10. Okay, I think Dallas is at 10. Yeah, Dallas is at 10. Yes. So, we could try to do something there. 
okay? Unfortunately, I don't want to break up the line, depending on the salary cap issues, how many years they got left, what's the cap impact. Maybe Hicks can be gone. You know, maybe I could trade for that and go down from somewhere and within the first round from 15 to 25. Try to pick up a left tackle. Try to pick up a, an O-line, you know, or even trade for an O-line for a left tackle. Because that's what we need. So the QB and the left tackle are my one-two positions I need to get. And if I can't, then I'm going to have to trade, mingle deals somehow, some way for that. Wilson, great player. I do not want to give up everything for one person. I cannot do that. I don't want to get <clears> – <throat> well, Donald is now gone. I don't know if Carolina's willing to trade for him. But I'd rather get someone in that stature, you know. Someone's out there is young that could possibly build a team around. That'll be my number one and two priorities right there. The receivers, running backs, you know, we got Robinson still, we got Mooney, we could, I think there's White, if not, we, all that, that's fine. Defense, okay. We, we, we got to work on those two. If I was in that same situation, first I have to ask myself, how do I get the future quarterback? Because the problem with the Bears is we're the only team that has never had a 4,000-yard um, passer mm-hmm. and never had any quarterback ever throw 30 touchdowns. And what's changed is in the last 20 years, this has become more of a passing league. So, like, the quality, the, the, the emphasis on running back has stopped. I mean, so far, it's gone so low that – the fact that you have a team that does not have a franchise quarterback and has never really had a franchise quarterback, even though I like Cutler, you know, I like McMahon, but he was always hurt. Yeah. We've never had that guy, mm-hmm. you know, and who are we really competing with? We're competing with Green Bay, yeah. who's always seemed to have the guy. Right. You know, and my first thing would be, how do I plan on fixing the quarterback situation? Now, does that mean I want to get an okay quarterback with Bridgewater? That's fine. You know, if I want to do that and then build up my line just so I'm good enough to, like, make it to the playoffs. Because Teddy's good enough. You've seen with Minnesota, what he yeah. did there. You give him a decent defense, you get some weapons around him, you can, and you give him a line that protects him, mm-hmm. he can do that. You know, so you keep your position. You don't have to continue to mortgage the future because if I'm Ryan Pace – I know I probably only have one or two years. Right, right. You know, um, but I have to make that decision. And if, if the decision is to get Russell Wilson to save my butt, you better do it and you better get on the market and you better sign some guys. You better go get a, a good left tackle off the street. Mm-hmm. And then you, want to, you probably want to trade you know, um, Hicks. You don't have to. I mean, because you, 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 you want to restructure. You might have to even release uh, – some side the tight end you we have to find some money you're going to have to find the money in order to, to make these things work right and does that mean you're cannibalizing your defense which you you know we already took the hit with Kyle Fuller right which I think is a good move but I think you have to make that decision do you want to go for now or do you want to go for the future but you have to answer the quarterback question right right see my position is the quarterback you know, answer it now. And once we get above 500, not saying that's going to be easy, but once we get there or show some progress, then I know I'm at least, I'm almost guaranteed for another year or another two years. Because then that's at that point, you could just build up from that. Has, has Nagy ever been below 500? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure because I know the first year they went to the playoffs. Yeah, so we 12 and four, and then right. I was at I was at the I was at the double doing game in the playoffs. I was there at the game. I remember seeing Parky hit the first field goal, barely pushing it through the, the uprights, and then I remember saying, "Okay, well they call a timeout. All right, he already hit that first one, but it was a little nervous. And the second one, you see it come off his foot, doesn't look good, and you hear doom, doom. Yeah, I know. Land on a. Oh my goodness! It, it hurts so bad, and then you have to go take the train back. It takes three hours getting back. The train back. You see all these Eagles fans talking stuff. 
doing everything in your power to not just beat them up. You know, I'm 6'5", I'm 260 pounds. I would love to have just grab them by their neck and choke them out right there. But, you know, then I'm in jail. So I guess, you know, <laughs> had to hold on for, like, you know. No. Uh, according to this, he has not. He has a 12-4 and four season and, and then an a pair of 8-8s. Eight yep. And that's my point. So he already is right there on the doorstep. Right. You know, because we have this great defense. Right. So oh, they, there it is. I was looking for that. <laughs> you need to somehow answer this quarterback situation. Even though I I, I hate the Trubisky pick when we, we picked him. Right. But I believe that he needed to tailor the offense to him and give him a chance. I don't think Trubisky is a great a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But you can do things to make sure your offense works towards them. You can do things for a quarterback who can't read. You split the, the field in half. For a team that can't block, you keep one tight end in. You do you, you will max protection. You yep. can do things to help your team go. You can roll out always. You know, you look at what the 49ers do. They always do that. They always bootleg. They always try to roll out. They, they make creative moves. And Matt Nagy is so focused on being doing the things that he wants to do. He wants to run the Andy Reid offense where you don't have Andy Reid players right now. Andy and Reid could have ran the Andy Reid offense in Philadelphia when he didn't have Andy Reid players. So why are you trying to put this, this, this square peg in a round hole? Right. I just don't know. That's why but, he he has yet to find his his not Reed's, but Nagy's. Nagy needs to find his own niche, his own system, his own chemistry. Because you're trying to copycat from somebody else, it's not going to work. It really isn't. Because if you're going to think it play works, calling. <laughs> right. Right. If you think it's going to work, it's not. And I'll tell you why. You said it yourself. The players. Okay, sure, you got Hill. Yeah, he runs fast. Who do you have that runs fast in our team? You know, oh, okay. Let, for example, let's just say Robinson. All right. But they have other weapons. They have a tight end. They have a line. They have all these. You, you can't do that. And that's one thing. He's trying to copycat, not make it his own. And you can pretty much almost see it because when Kareem Hunt, mm, yes, he was Hunt. When he was cut after the whole incident <clears throat> in that press conference, he basically said he wants him. Yeah. He's a great player. He'll fit. Right next to him was Pace. Pace said no. You saw Pace was, was like, elbows like, no, man, we're not getting Right, right. He was, he was <laughs> like, well, we have to see. We have to watch. We don't know. So it's like, yes, I want Hunt. No, we're not getting him. Yes, he's going to be a great fit. No, bad for press. So, and that's what it came down to it. And you could, you could see it. So that right there tells me Nagy had very little confidence in the team that he has. So since he had very little confidence in the team, he wants to pick players to try to duplicate what uh, Reed has. You can't do that, man. You can't. We That's had to get enough players to be good. Yeah, no, I agree. We have to, he has to find his own boys. We have enough. We have good enough players to be a decent team if you maximize them. And right. I feel like that's what real great coaches do. They take what you got. Bill Belichick does it all the time. He takes what you got and maximizes it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you don't know what that team could do. You know, with your grit, if you can coach well and you can teach them a few things, you can make a team who's just mediocre into uh, to a, a decent team. And I'll, I'll tell you that that game, that twenty, that uh, twelve and four season. That team was very flawed. Yeah. But you know what? They did what they knew what Trubisky was, and they played <coughs> that. And that's what they should have done. He ran the ball. He's good with, with bootlegs. And that's what they did. Yeah. But but Matt Nagy was not happy that season because he didn't play call the way he wanted to. And that was obvious. And that's why things changed. And when he changed those things, he went back to 8 and 8. Yep. You did, and I think they Trying even had a different coordinator. He changed all things, and you know he keeps saying "bu," and really, really, what he really means is play the way you want to play, right. do the things you want to do. Don't let someone tell you what to do. Well, 
no, a good coach takes what he has and then the offseason tries to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And that's what he needs to do. He needs to focus on left tackles best we can. Um, I think Matt Nagy has positive qualities. He has it in him to be a good coach. But I feel like he wants it to be the way, like you just said, just the Chiefs is. The, Chiefs, the way he grew up. You know, he right. wants it that way. Yeah, I, and, yeah, but. No, go ahead. You, you weren't done. No, I just I feel like he needs to get out of his own head. He needs to get out of his own way. If he can, he has the ability to do what needs to be done and mm-hmm. make this to a, a, a decent team. And then when you get a chance to pick the guy, take all the guys out, interview all the guys, and don't pick the worst one because he yeah. drives a camera. It looks like you. Right. How I feel about Matt Nagy, I think he's a better offensive coordinator than a head coach. If he is going to be a head coach, I probably won't be with the Bears anymore. He'll probably go to another team and coach and become even better because now he's a little seasoned. I think he got so excited. And after the first year, he got so excited that he just gained all this confidence and he never changed anything up. And in the NFL, you need to change things up. You need to. You don't use the same playbook and play preseason in the regular season because they know your plays. So when you're doing good in season one, perfect. In season two, if you're going to use the same plays, that's great. Mix it in with other things. Don't keep the same generic shit. You have to um, evolve. You have to get better. So I think Nagy needs some, uh, a little bit more learning. He was under Reed. We all know that guy's a Hall of Famer. I think he was just a little bit too green. And with the Bears, you know, no one's going to expect him, unless after the first year, no one's going to expect him to drive us to the Super Bowl. But not, I can't see that happening anytime soon either. Unless he lands in a really good position like like Andy Reid just did, because yeah. Andy Reid with Philadelphia, he was always known as a good coach who can't win the big game. That's right. what he was known, and he needed to go to another team, and he had to get the quarterback that he like. Because Andy Reid did tailor his offense for to Donovan Nat. He right. did do those things, right. and then he had to go to the, another team that had a guy mm-hmm. he really wanted. You know, remember Alex Smith was a starting quarterback and did well, brought this team to the playoffs. You know, and he said, "No, but this is the guy I want." Mahomes right. is the guy. Right. He's guy. Yeah, he was thinking of the future. Yep. He's thinking he of the future. He so I, his guy and said, I, I got it. If anything, Nagy would probably fit well in Denver. I can see him go in Denver or maybe in New England. You know? So I, I don't know what's going to happen with, with Fangie, and I don't know what's going to happen with the okay. – the. what's the guy's name in New England? Anyway, it's not Belichick. a point. Belichick. Yeah, that dude. So I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I could see Nagy going there. If they, if either gets retired or if uh, they get fired, I see Nagy with Vic anyway. Yeah, yeah. Nagy's expecting Von Nagy, <laughs> so yeah, expect Nagy to be packing his shit because we all seen what what we did. What he did. You already said that he's he's going back. He took it back this year. I already said it's going to happen. I'm taking back the play calling, um, which is you know interesting. I just really need the Bears to be more proactive you know, and figure out what they're going to do. They still don't have a left tackle. Charles Leno Jr., I mean, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. Just, he's not a good left tackle. Right. He might be a great right tackle, honestly. So, I was um, thinking more of a guard. Well, if he's a big guy, he has decent feet, but he, he you can't trust him to, to, to be on your blind side. Right. It's too many times where you go you get to an inside move and he loses his feet. You know, but with a good guard, put him on the right tackle, he could do pretty well. If you put uh, get someone great on left left tackle, mm-hmm. then you might have a, a decent line. 
So, so I mean, if we can do that, we have decent running backs. As far as defense goes, we're going to have to look for another safety, another cornerback. Uh, um, then, we, if we can ever find out, figure out something with the quarterback position, then you know, I just really don't. I hope we don't get Trask. Mark this right now: if we get Trask, we're going to be in trouble. All right. Um, give me one minute. I gotta check out something. So huh? Kramer is gonna pop out or keep talking real quick. Then yeah, give me one I, minute. Okay. So as we were just talking about, um, oh, well, I'd rather have Adam Gates. No, Adam Gates is probably the only um, officer coordinator who's worse. They put Adam Gates to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill had under a forty was under a forty six percent QBR. When he was with him, goes to the Tennessee Titans. He says he's over in the ninth. You know, I think Sam Barnes gonna do the same thing. He's gonna leave. I think he had like a forty-eight QBR this, this past uh, last two seasons with uh, Adam Gase, and he had, I think he's gonna go to Carolina and have for eighty-nine, ninety. You know, not be—he's not a, a great quarterback, but he'll be a you know a, a good solid B. You know, someone you can win with. You know, and, and can't we do that. I mean, Adam Gates is awful. The only thing that had happened, happened was uh, Jay Cutler is better than people think. And he made check this out, check this shit a lot of times. Uh, so he was able to move around and, and, and make things happen. Okay. Now, I think we're lucky uh, to be rid of him. And as I said, I think Matt Nagy is is a decent quarterback, a decent uh, officer coordinator. He's a decent football coach. Uh, I think he's a better football coach, has a head coach, than he has officer coordinator. And he should just give the officer coordinator a job to somebody else. And he should run the team. Pick guys out of the defense to run, to run his, his plays again like he did his first year. When they were yeah. having so much fun. You know, create that fun atmosphere. Create that family, you know, family feeling. That's what we just talking about when we first talked introducing the show. Create right. that, you know, when you have those type that atmosphere, it's it's huge. Right. I mean, what do you <clears throat> Adam Gase. I don't know. Was he the same guy from the Jets? <laughs> yeah. So he's the same guy from the Jets. Same guy from Miami. And he was our quarterback coach uh, that one year. We were pretty decent with Cutler. You know, he got two head coaching, coaching jobs from that, and he basically ruined two quarterbacks from that. Ten Hill left him, became pretty good. Donald's going to leave him, become pretty good. And I mm-hmm. really actually hope Adam Gates never has another head coaching job in the NFL ever again. Okay, so <laughs> I don't think – that he, I don't even want to talk about him because we all know his reputation. So I mean, there's there's no point on beating a dead horse and saying, "Hey, horse, you're dead." No, there's there's no point. We all know he sucks. We all know that we don't want him nowhere near. What I am curious is our defensive coordinator. So, our new one, yeah. our new defensive coordinator. Oh, you knew him. Yes, no, I'm saying no, our new one. Uh, yes, our new one. Which, can you imagine uh, this? So well, Fangio left, right? The guy that he wanted to take over, the guy he took with him, uh, we didn't, the Bears didn't win. We had a chance to sign him, didn't want him. He did great with Denver, went to the LA Rams, did great with that defense last year. We had a chance to have, to, to have him, and we lost it. So this time we lose Chuck Pagano. We're right. going to take his, his right-hand man this time. And keep it in-house. Give him opportunity. I'm, Especially no defensive coordinator worth his salt is going to come to this team right now not knowing what the, the head coach and the, uh, the, the, the general manager is going to be there next year. Which right. is funny because the, the Bears still haven't told us did they give him a contract extension or not. We don't mm-hmm. know. To uh, Ryan Pace, because you know, to, to match Matt Nagy. Because you know, Matt Nagy had two years. He has two years on this contract. Ryan Pace only has one. And this is his last year. I don't think they're expanding, uh, extending it. Sweaty Teddy didn't say anything. He just said they'll be back. 
<laughs> so what he said, never so so in what people are thinking is that he's given Pace another year, unfortunately, to, to be with Matt, Matt Nagy. So if he's gonna clean the house, he'll clean out, out both together. Right. So if that's the case, they might have 2021 and 2022 Bears fans, which is could be terrible. So the defensive coordinator is Sean uh Desai. Yes. D-E-S-A-I, I believe his name is. Uh, says here, the good reason for Chicago Bears to think of Vic Fangio's defensive knowledge rubbed off on the new defensive coordinator, uh, Tashan. The two were close during Fangio's time with the Bears as defensive coordinator. We all knew Fangio was the shit in coming to defense, and he proved it. And I wished him well when he went. I was hoping he didn't leave, but unfortunately, I was right. I think we even got video about that. So he ended up leaving the Denver, like I said, and I was hoping that he'd do well. It's, it's not going to panning out. They're missing the quarterback just like the Bears are. So this guy, Sean, came in after uh, – he was still with the Bears, but he came in after uh, – uh, Pagano. Pagano, thank you. Jesus Christ, I can't remember. Crap. So he came in after Pagano. Pagano did a pretty decent job. wasn't bad. He wasn't good either, but he, he held it. You know, I think we were ranked number nine or 10 in defenses yeah. for a while. So he did very well. Now I'm hoping this guy, Sean, is going to take the cake. I hope he, he, he goes back and he does the Fangio thing. However, I'm afraid also it's going to be another naggy thing. Hey, guys, you know, shit, I want to copy his rhythm his method <laughs> so well the thing was, is was that great? they both are crap from the same butthole they stink <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. so i will say this pagano i felt was he wasn't enough wasn't enough of a ball hawk he didn't had make plays and try to force uh the to get turnovers and too many times he's he's blitzing or he's not making the right call. He's too laid back, not being aggressive enough with your front four. And he's, I think uh, that's what they missed up. Fangio was so aggressive with their front front four, allowed them to make stunt, do whatever they need to do to get to the quarterback while staying in your base defense so you can ball hawk. Right. You know, which is why the Bears have so many turnovers. You know, and Pagano he just he's so he's too he's too laid back. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we can go back to a more aggressive style. The problem with that is now we don't have Kyle Fuller. I know a lot of people don't like Kyle Fuller and say he only had one interception, but probably he only had one interception because he had to keep the ball in front of him. Because if he didn't do it, you know it goes for you know touchdown every every time. Plus he always took the, the hardest guy and he did pretty well on it. He's a pretty good man to man press corner. They still, they let him do that a lot. Uh, he's a big physical guy, and I think that's what they should have been doing. Hopefully, you know, the defense coordinator can find somebody else because that's what we're going to go do. We're going to go find another corner because uh, we, we don't have a nickel corner or an, uh, another starting corner. So we have to go find two. What was the <laughs> guy? Trafant, Buster? Trafant's gone. Buster Screen is released. Right. Uh, Trafant is come. They resigned. Uh, resign, well, they signed him. Uh, Trufant, I believe, is past his prime. You know, so they really only have Jalen Johnson. Which so. I was telling Kramer about this earlier in the season. I think, I don't know if you were with us or not, but in the morning spike during the last part of the season, I was calling him toast because he always got burnt. Yep. You know, I'm like, yep. okay, fine. You have this guy that you drafted in second round, third round? Yep. Well, Jalen Johnson, he's decent. Because all corners take a little time to, to get seasoning. Uh, but you have to play call for him. You can't expect him to be the same press corner as Kyle Fuller is. So mm-hmm. you really need to rotate the way I would think you would do it. If you have Kyle, Kyle Fuller pressed, be a press corner, you rotate your safeties towards the rookie because you know he's going to need help. And you have Kyle Fuller always follow the number one guy. And yep. if he falls apart, he falls apart. But you lean on on your guy, you're paying fourteen million dollars to, and yeah. they never did that, right? You know, take advantage of Roquan Smith being, I think, a, a 
Pro Bowl quality linebacker. Never did that. You know, too many times I'm saying like, are we playing the Tampa too? You know, is this tw- is this is 2003. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, what are you guys doing? You, you're standing back and you're you're not making anything happen. <clears throat> no, I mean, Dick and Ducks. Yeah, know? I right. I mean, I maybe I'm too harsh, but maybe I'm just accustomed to Fuller. Fuller's first rookie season, he did well. Peanuts. Peanut Tillman, his first rookie season, the most notable thing he did in that rookie season, one of the notable things, he batted the ball away from Randy Moss. He he basically took the touchdown away from Moss. And I think, am I hard on the guy? Maybe. But if you get burned in week one or two or one and two, I'm sure there's adjustments to be made. Is it a defensive coordinator or is it the player's talent? So I'm like, look, dude, you know, adjust. Honestly, when I played, I'm sorry, when I coached the uh, my own team, Death Knights, this is an adult league, you know, and I I saw my guy getting burned. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh, he's too fast, keeps cutting in. I'm like, well, show me where you're lining up. And he lined up dead on him. I'm like, dude, don't. Fucking take, the, take, the in, yeah, take the inside wave and push him out. Only give him one route. Don't give him multiple. Don't give him options. Give him that one. Then he comes to you, push him back. You're within the five yards. Shove his ass. Throw off their timing. Ever since that happened, he became a whole different game because they took away his receiver. And, you know, it's just adjustments. And no one either taught him or he couldn't make the adjustments or he didn't want to do the adjustments. I can't can't answer for the guy. But you get burnt and you see... All these clips, all these NFL quarterbacks, that's the weak point. That's a weak spot. We know Fuller, but we know this guy we could get his hands on. There was consistent plays on one drive that they kept throwing. He just kept getting burnt, you know. So I I, I, I can't do that. Johnson's screen always (laughs) getting burnt. I felt like, uh, yeah, our safeties were always out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, and we really, really got hurt when we lost our strong safety to to Green Bay. That that really hurt us. Oh, um, yeah. Basically, we almost trade like it was a swap for we used, Aha, we didn't Aha clean dicks with um, yeah. I can't remember the other guy who went to them. Yeah, we just didn't give him enough money. We could have gave it if he got five million dollars, he would have stayed. Uh. That just affected everybody. It was like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. You know, and ever since then, we haven't got the strong safety position right. Mm-hmm. We are we haven't had our nickel corner right, which is really like a starting corner because almost everyone starts to three three wide now. Right. And now we lost Kyle Fuller, so I feel like we really are behind eight ball. I think I'm afraid about that because you want people to get pressure, but you, both your 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 line and your corners have to work together. So right. you know, if you have a great Great line is giving you pressure. You can play bumper run more, right? right? You can shut people down that way. You you eliminate eliminate what they can do deep because it's so much pressure, just like the Chiefs in the, in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs are great. Mahomes is great, but he has no time to throw it. You play all your your cornerbacks bumper run. You have no one to throw the ball to. Yeah. Doesn't matter how fast you are because you only got two seconds. Right. You know. So but, I mean, I mean, if we if we do this with you know getting rid of Fuller imagine how Sean's going to feel if we go ahead and trade Hicks get rid of Hicks you know now you know what are we going to do what he's going to do now his battle not only for one to prove what he's worth what can he do but two okay now how can I prove myself with these holes he needs to fill up you know so yeah that's uh, ladies and gents. That is our Gmail, Panda and Grizz Show at gmail.com. Email us with questions. Email us with comments. Email us with anything. You know, uh, recipes. Say we look stupid. <laughs> That's fine. We want to hear. We want to hear everything. Everything yes. you have to say. Right. You know, if you say we look stupid, then you know what? Next week, you just be Brian, not me. 
So, <laughs> or me, not bright. But yeah, I'll, either say, way, I'll wear a costume be, or I'll wear my helmet next time. It'll be fine. Yeah, you wear your helmet. <laughs> so, yeah, any questions, comments, uh, give us a holler, give us a shout out. Um, I don't know, Brian, you gave more minutes or you want to wrap it up? I think we'll wrap it up. You know? mm -hmm. So, everyone, thanks for your listening today. You know, we had a lot of fun. You know, this is our first one. We promise we'll get better every single time. We will. Uh, we'll, we, we continue to do um, research. We do information. We'll have stats to go along with all our things. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, stay subscribe us on uh, the, the the podcast. They, you know, to become just those friends. You know, there we go. Follow us on YouTube. Um, we have shows almost all week now, honestly. We have an untitled show with Will and Tane Kramer about movies that just released. Tuesdays is uh, the Panda and Grizzly show, which is Brian and I. Um, Wednesdays, Dynasty Pylon with uh, Martin and uh, what's the other person? Jake? Will. No, not Will. No, no, no. Uh, you know, Jake or Justin. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, you know. And then uh, Thursday is. We just become friends podcast with Tank and I, where we talk about almost everything and anything. Um, Fridays, pop yeah, pop culture stuff. Fridays, Saturdays, we're open, and Sundays, of course, is the morning spike with Tank Kramer, myself, Brian, and Martin. So that's when we talk about fantasy, IDP, anything in the NFL that's happened, and you know, anything. So then we started back up on Monday. So there's a lot of us going around in social media. And uh, yeah, man, it's under the DWJBBF umbrella studio. So uh, thanks for watching. Like the show, or if you didn't like the show, hit the subscribe, subscribe button anyway. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. So hope you enjoyed our first show. And uh, we'll see you next week.